Gold is your past first point guard and Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. Listen to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making the show your first listen. Free on all platforms coming at you every single weekday, Monday through Friday. Make it your first listen. Tell your friends to do the same. It's Locked On Blazers, your team every day in today's show. We got a fun one. Checking in on where the Blazers are in the standings as they head into the final weekend of the season. Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, that's it. Three games left. Their quest to maintain the fifth worst record in the NBA, the fifth fifth best lottery odds, so they can have that juicy, juicy 40% chance at a top four pick. Excuse me, 42.1% chance at a top four pick and 10.2 at the number one overall pick, the the prize of all this madness. Check in on that. And then Keith Parrish of Fast Break Breakfast and Grits and Grinds is going to join the program and offer a real solution, a creative, a, a legitimate and creative, or to hear him tell it, perfect solution to end tanking in the NBA and make April games worth winning. That's what we'll do to close the show. But first, let's let's just check out where the Blazers are. They main they are still in the driver's seat. Uh the Portland is trying to hold off Washington, try to hold off Indiana, trying to hold off uh, Orlando, but the Wizards lost tonight. The Indiana Pacers lost tonight. Both of those teams dropped to 34 and 46. So it's tied with the Blazers in the loss column, but the Portland with just still 33 wins left. If they lose out, they're going to get the fifth worst odds. If they end up tied, decided by a coin flip, so you don't you do not want to get to the coin flip. You want to make this as simple as possible. And the way to make it as simple as possible is just lose out. And so that San Antonio on, on Thursday, they play them in Austin. They play at an afternoon game Saturday against the Los Angeles Clippers, who likely will still need to win, very likely still, still need to win. And then they close out the season at home Sunday against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, and the, the Warriors almost certainly going to have to win as, as well. But it, I think um, there is some question about that. Um, where the Warriors exactly will be by Sunday, but we'll know. We'll know. Um, we'll probably know on Friday for um for Friday show. So we'll, we will. I'll update you then on everything you need to know heading into the final, heading into the true, true, true final weekend. Uh, Spurs game, like I said, in Austin. They're playing like a, a special game in Austin, and the injury report, as you could guess, is pretty dang full. In addition to to the folks you know. Dame, Ant, Nurk, and, and Jeremy Grant, Justice Winslow, Abu Baji, those types. Uh, Keon Johnson's still not out, or still not back. He's on, he's out. Uh, Nazir Little, he's out with the ankle uh, injury. You got to assume that Keon and Nas are done for the season and not going to play. But some some other names to know. Doubtful with the right knee effusion as Matisse, Matisse Thibel. Questionable. Cam Reddish still dealing with that back injury. Questionable. Uh, Trent Watford still dealing with that right ankle sprain. Probable. Uh, Drew Eubanks and Kevin Knox. Uh, Eubanks back injury and uh, Kevin Knox has left knee soreness as listed as probable. But the name on the injury list kind of expected at this point. Shaden Sharp on the on the injury report. Left knee tendinopathy. That is the famously contagious knee tendinitis that ended the season last year for Anthony Simons, ended the season last year for Yusuf Nurkic. It is um, 
it is it, it's really it's difficult. It, it flares up in the spring in a lot of Blazers players, and it's just it's hard to deal with. And guys just have to miss games. Um, you know, you you hope they get better for the regular season when it starts in the fall. But uh, super super contagious knee injury, and uh, you really really you, you know you just you you hope that Shane Sharp can can get better and he can play because um, we know how serious it is. It ran through the team last year. You know, a bunch of guys caught it. So um, we you know I hope I hope Shane Sharp is I hope Shane Sharp's okay if he's not available to play which if I had to guess he he will not be available to play on Thursday they gotta lose I mean it, 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 they gotta lose Spurs are trying to lose too they're one of the bad teams Blazers gotta lose uh, I did enough whining about tanking yesterday to uh to to change my tune a little bit I still it's not like I, it's not like I'm cool with it now I'm cool with the plan but I'm like over it I think I think they've worn me out <laughs> 79 games they've worn me out a little bit but Instead of, instead of whining, no one needs, no one needs me to whine. That's not, that's not, that's no good for anybody. Instead of me whining, how about, how about we do this? How about we be a little bit proactive? That's what we're going to do for the, for the remainder. No more whining about tanking, only proactive real solutions, including today's show where I'm going to bring on Keith Parrish, a fast break breakfast in the Grits and Grinds podcast over at Grind City Media. And Keith has a real solution, a real solution to how how to how to make April games meaningful again. That's what we'll do to close the show. I'll play my interview with Keith. But first, let me tell you about Ibotta. Listen, you, you want cash back? Well, of course you do, because you're already doing things like buying groceries. You're going school shopping, and maybe you're getting a little something for yourself from the side. So why not, if you're already going to spend that money, get a little cash back with Ibotta. You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns 120 bucks a year in real cash. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip or you could use your cash to buy the that flight you've been eyeing, the game you've been dying to go to, or that fancy dinner that you've been craving. A typical basket of groceries was $50 more expensive at the end of 2022 than it was at the beginning of the year due to inflation. You could earn two and a half times that in a cash back from Ibotta or even more depending on how much you use the service. Ibotta gives you real cash back, not points. Other apps give you points. They don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out at your bank account, PayPal, or gift or in gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands from... Uh, Macy's to Lowe's to Sephora to Best Buy and more. So right now, Ibotta is offering my listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play, download the free Ibotta app and use the code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use that promo code LOCKED. All right. Still rocking here. Talking, talking all things Blazers end of the season, and what I wanted to do to close the show was bring on bring on a friend of the program, Keith Parrish, to talk about uh, how to make basketball games meaningful again. Keith's got a really good solution, so let's kick it to Keith and and see what he can do to make April basketball worth watching. And joining me now. The host of Fast Break Breakfast, the host of Grits and Grinds. Got you covered for all things Memphis and a whole bunch of other NBA stuff in between. It's Keith Parrish. Keith, thanks for joining the show. How are you doing? I'm good, Mike. How are you? Oh, I'm living the dream. I'm watching a team lose. 
and then lose some more. And then when their plan to lose doesn't work out, they go even harder into losing. You watched it last night. Tie ball game, eight minutes left. The Blazers pull a 19-year-old off the court to ensure that they don't accidentally get a fun win. (laughs) Yeah, it it kind of felt that way. I had someone point out that Shaden Sharp's plus minus wasn't awesome. But it did feel suspicious. It felt um, you guys were playing a guy who doesn't have a basketball reference page. Um, I, I clicked on it this morning. Um, Justin uh, Manaya or Gina? Yeah, Williams? that's the one. Justin I was like, Manaya. I was like looking because I was like counting up the number of games played for the Trailblazers who were in the game. I'm like Skylar Mays. This is his third game on the Blazers. Um, the uh, Butler, the the guy from Florida State. I was like, this is like his 16th game, and then I'm like. Where's the other one? He's missing, and it turns out he's not on Basketball Reference. So yeah, he'd, I, only, he'd only been a Trailblazer for eight hours or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so, so I was like, Grizzlies fans are like, oh, man, they turned it on. I'm like, they benched Shaden Sharp, and they played a guy without a Basketball Reference page, guys. Yeah, I mean, so, like, I'm, I, I'm not dumb. I know, yeah. I know what's at the end of the rainbow. I seen him. He's seven four. He's skinny. He lives in Paris. He speaks multiple languages. Incredibly compelling and a wonderful basketball player. I've watched him a bunch. Um, I've watched I watched more Victor Wembanyama games than probably any other draft prospects by um, a considerable amount. Like, dude's fun. I get what they're doing. I don't love it, and I really, I really think the line for me was yesterday. Forty minutes of competitive <laughs> basketball. 40 Wait, it, of competitive- I'm sorry, Mike. It wasn't. It wasn't last season. Did it? Well, you guys lost. Did you lose like twenty-one of your last twenty-two? I don't remember exactly. I'm not a Trailblazers fan. They, they went two and twenty-one after the All Star break. Yeah, yeah. Good. I mean, they shut it down hard. Um, but but even <laughs> then, even then, they never they never bailed mid-game. Like okay. they bailed. Oh, okay. They ba- we they all bailed. we all have our lines we draw. I got you exactly. But for me, <laughs> forty minutes into the game, middle of the fourth quarter of a competitive, entertaining game, when they were like. Yeah, we're we're done. And and not just done. Like I think there is some there is some defensible area where sitting a 32-year-old Damian Lillard with all the accolades and the giant contract and all that stuff. There's there's something to be said for like, hey Dame, you gotta sit. And he says, Okay, yeah, I get it. Health of the franchise. It. It's another thing to pull a 19-year-old rookie and say, like, hey, Shay. Sit your ass down. We're putting we're putting in Shaq Harrison. Shaq yeah. Harrison's closing out the game. This is just it's to me it's a different beast. So I have been and and today's show a kind of a, a leaning into solutions. So I don't have to watch this, Keith. No. I, I don't I don't deserve it. You have one of the more creative solutions. Uh, first of all, what are your sort of general thoughts on tanking overall? And then we'll get into your creative solution. Well, like you like you said, we're not dumb. The NBA has incentivized losing. Right. Like you have to. Like it's it's irresponsible not to attempt to lose because they've they've given you this like encouragement. They right. say, hey, the more you lose, the better your odds are you could get a franchise changing guy. Now, I um I'm a, so I'm a Grizzlies fan, and like we have benefited from this. We have we shut it down uh, a, a couple few seasons ago. Ended up with Jaron Jackson Jr. with some hardcore post trade deadline tanking. Um, I will specify: we never entered a season being like we're going to tank. I find that kind of repulsive. I don't. I know the Philly process got them Joel Embiid. I 
have basically always been generally anti-tank, like you could have gotten Joel Embiid another way. Like frequently there are teams, the Grizzlies tried to make the playoffs. The Grizzlies traded multiple second round draft picks to get Justin Holiday for no reason. Like this was not the, uh, the, the, the correct front office move. They were chasing wins. They still got John Morant. Like, right. Despite it all, like the Pelicans jumped up in the lottery, got Zion, the Grizzlies jumped up and we ended up with John Morant. There's no rhyme or reason to it. I like to point out a lot of times the best teams for the past like 20 years, none of them basically like tore it down to the studs like we're talking about. Even right now, you're like the Milwaukee Bucks, the the Denver Nuggets, like all these teams have kind of, they found success other ways. The, th- the team with the most, I want to say lottery pedigree right now is the Pistons. I think I, I'm not sure that's right, but they have like all these top five picks, all these top right. 10 picks. Anyways, um, from the grit and grind era, I was like, Marcus saw Zach Randolph. who's a cast off. Like there's so many ways to get good. So me as a basketball fan, I think the point of sports, not to get on a high horse, it's, it's to win the point of professional sports at the very least is to win kids sports. All right. We're, we're teaching habits. We're teaching skills. We're teaching friendship, whatever. But like the point of professional sports is to try to win when it becomes not about that. It's not sports. Any, it's something different. It's, it's, it's weird. And so I like, I'm bothered that the NBA has allowed this thing to occur where fans have to feel conflicted when your team wins, where when we're watching basketball games in April, we look at the stand or look at the schedule and we're like, Hey, uh, which game tonight features two teams that both want to win? Like that almost, is nuts. Almost. And none I don't know tonight. how we, almost none. Yeah. And so like, I, I'm like, there has to be a better way to do this. And I honestly, I really love the flattened odds they did. I, I think it's great. I think it's great now that if you have the worst record in the NBA, you have a 50% chance of having the fifth pick. Like, right. I do like that it's flattened. And it does seem like this, in combination with the play-in, has increased the quality of play post-trade deadline. And I, I guess it changes when there's something like Wimbenyama. And now, as right. like a deep draft class, we are like, man, even guaranteed top five it's kind of worth it um let, let let's do it so like all that kind of preamble it's like we understand why teams tank we understand why sam presti is like hey the thunder hey we're actually kind of good but we don't want to be good like yeah, I, 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 you know yeah. like honestly that was like i thought with the thunder the last couple of seasons was so egregious because much like the trailblazers benching shade and sharp their good players were already on the roster and they're right. like no, no no we can't play like we can't play Shea Gildas Alexander anymore. We don't want to develop Lou Dort anymore. Like we're not even playing Pokashevsky. We're not even playing our developmental projects. We're playing guys yeah. metaphorically off the street, like in the the, the uh, Jonathan Williams case. You know, like we're we're playing guys who probably aren't going to be long term parts of our team, in place of playing the guys who we think are hopefully franchise cornerstones. And to do that just to secure a loss, I'm like, this is. I wish the NBA would do something about it. And. Honestly, fans have listened to, to my show. I said, like, Mike, they're doing the right thing. And like, I, yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> I, I and it's like, hey, you know, don't don't be so mean to them for benching Shaden Sharp, or don't be so like, don't don't be so whiny, basically, because I was whining yesterday. Um, don't be so whiny about it. It's like, I know, but I can't. I I wish it wasn't this way. I wish right. it wasn't this way. So you have a pretty, I would say, um unique and and creative approach to fixing this. Keith, pitch us on your solution to getting rid of terrible April basketball. I I thought you were going to say perfect idea. I thought the adjective you were looking for was perfect. 
Before we get to the perfect plan from Keith, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. It's a great time to get involved with FanDuel because it's the NBA playoffs and because it's the no sweat first bet that you can get up to $1,000 if you're a new customer. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to the leading point scorers to leading three-point shot makers. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. One more time for you, FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond, and you are still listening to Locked on Blazers. As promised, more of Keith, and now the perfect solution on how to fix the losing problem in the league. I, I, I have an idea that I think would revolutionize the end of the seasons, and yep. I, um, I've, I've, I've talked about it now for a couple of years, where I, yep. I, I keep pitching it to people. I hope it, f- it hits the right ears. Um, I think the lottery order, the simplest version, I think the lottery order, like instead of being the most losses, like right now the lottery order is set by whoever has the most losses is at the top of the lottery and then it goes on down. I like the lottery just fine. I like keeping the the, the odds as they are, but I don't think it should be set by most losses. I think it should be set by the most wins your team has over teams that have the same or better record than you at the time of the matchup. Now it's not hard to, it's hard to say clearly. So I'll I'll repeat it um, to try to get the idea. The idea being anytime your team wins a basketball game against a team that has either the same record as you or a better record than you, we'll call that like a lottery win or something um, that you collect those. And instead of losses setting the lottery standings, it would be set by the number of wins you have over a team better than you. So if you're in the end of April and you're a team that's not very good and you're playing a team that's the Grizzlies or whoever else is like has a better record than you and you have a chance to win, it's good. This situation, all wins are good. Just which honestly, I don't want to like be pedantic, but like that seems obvious that all wins should be good. You should never, ever have fans conflicted over whether that loss was good. Losses are not good in professional sports. They should not be. But of course, all these leagues with drafts and like, again, I'm not talking about abolishing the draft. If we accept the parameters that we're going to have a league with the draft, we're going to have a league that tries to maintain competitive balance by providing an advantage for the worst teams uh, with like a, a leg up going into the draft so they can draft the best players. I'm again, I'm, I'm fine with all that. Just the idea that you should try to find losses. I say, what if you just tried, you know, you just try this out where if it's the Rockets and Pistons playing in April, it's no longer a showdown of who can sign the weirdest guys off the street. It is, hey, these two young teams are playing. Whoever wins gets another lottery ball or whatever you want to call it. Like, I think, again, here's, you can tell me if you find any flaws with the system. The flaw that people have pointed out to me, they're like, well, what about, wouldn't this benefit a team one that's like barely misses the playoffs or a team that 
Um, well, let's start with that. For me, it's like, I don't know why that would benefit. If you've barely missed the playoffs, you've had fewer opportunities to beat teams with better records than you. Because anytime you beat a team with a worse record than you, you've won. You've kept them from collecting a lottery win or a lottery. Like, you've kept them from moving up in the standings, but you don't gain one. But people are like, well, what about a team where a superstar is injured for the beginning of the year? And so then they that's, get a bad that record. Was gonna be, that was going to be my question. Does it start that's a, night one? If yeah, it starts I, night absolutely one, absolutely like night you one. could juice it. So, so that's the thing. So what if you juiced it? First of all, the first scenario, what if a superstar is injured? You get off to a bad record, and then they come back, and you pick up a lot of lottery wins. Well, I'll tell you, Mike and listeners, that's already what happens. We literally already have that. Like, we already have, oh, hey, David Robinson was hurt for a whole year. Uh, Spurs got Tim Duncan. Like, we yep. literally already have this. Um, would someone ingenious would the Sam Prestes of the world be like, you know what? We're going to tank our first 10 games or our first 15 games. We're going to go. zero and 15, one and 14 to hopefully now I've positioned myself. We have a once in a generation superstar coming up in this upcoming draft. I'm going to rest all my guys for the first month of the season. Again, would someone be that brazen? I doubt it, but let's even say if they did, even if they did, they still have to win games after that. Right. And everyone will hate them. It'll be fun because everyone will hate them. They'll be like, man, we got to beat this team. This team rested their guys to try to get more of the lottery wins. And so I think, I, I, like, at the very least, that scenario, while possible, it's better than what we currently have, which is losing on purpose. I just think yeah. a win should be a win. You should high five the guy beside you in the stands. You shouldn't have like the super hardcore. I listen to basketball podcasts. I read it nonstop explaining to a guy who bought season tickets. Actually, the win's bad. Like anytime actually this win is bad, like that's broken. That's a broken aspect of the NBA. Th that's my biggest thing. I am. I'm I watching the game, watching the Blazers intentionally lose a game that they had a chance to win on yeah. the road against the team yeah. with the best home record in the league, the team with the yeah. second best record was a legitimately good team at mostly full strength, or at least as full strength as they're going to be until Steven Adams yeah. gets back. Seeing them lose yeah. egregiously and then yeah. having people being like, <laughs> they did the right thing. That right. broke my spirit. My, I was, I, not my brain. I, I didn't get dumber. Right. Got, we get it. I got sadder. I got, yeah. my, my spirit was damaged. And I said, Okay, there's got to be a solution. I like this, but here's what I'll I'll pitch you on this. Um, yeah, yeah. What was the year? And you'll know this because you're good like this. What was the oh, year that the Grizzlies won 48 games and finished with the eight seed? It's like 2011. Uh, which, well, the the start when they were the eight seed. Yeah, that was 20 playoffs of 2011 where they 2011. They so kind they, of they angled. Won. They angled on purpose to be the eight seeds because they wanted to play the Spurs as the one seed, and then they upset the Spurs in the first round. Yeah, yeah, and they were they were four, they had 48 wins. I don't like remember. That. I don't think they had that many wins then. There was one no. year where the Grizzlies won 48 games or 40, okay. just shy of it, and and were the eight seed in the playoffs. Okay. Um. My concern there is that the Grizzlies are racking up wins because they're good. They're one of the good teams. They're right in the mix. You win 48 games. You're one of the good teams. They're racking up wins against teams ahead of them. They're getting those lottery wins. And yeah. then the last two games of the year, they get to decide, maybe we just missed the playoffs. We have all yeah. of these lottery wins banked. Not every team is going to do that. And I think the play-in does, the play-in with the existence does thwart some of that plan because you can't really 
you can't, it's not as simple as it was with just the eight seeds now, but what about a scenario like that where there are sure. So we still top heavy, top heavy conference. Well, we're, we're currently dealing with this somewhat. I mean, it's not the same situation where the teams aren't as good right now. The, all the lottery or the play in races are between all these mediocre ish teams. I mean, right. it used, you remember there, there was a year. Didn't the Suns missed the playoffs with like 48 or 49 wins one yeah, year yeah, when they exactly. had, you know, um, now it's like 45 wins is going to get you the, maybe the four seed uh, right. in, in, in the West. Exactly. But no, we're, right now we're dealing with this, like the problem with my plan could be, Someone who's like, you know what? We've had a pretty good year. Weirdly, we've uh, we, we've upset a lot of teams ahead of us. We now, in my scenario, in my fake world, they could say, do we want to be the eighth seed? Or do we want to go into the play-in? Or do we want to lose out and have, again, the best odds? It's still not secure. Say but The best odds, right. The best you know, odds. It's you know still, what this is? We're still fighting odds. No, is it is, but I'm saying, this is we're doing it right now, where the Jazz are like, we could have made the play-in if we wanted to. And they could have right. like, like the jazz. I think the thunder right now are stuck and confused. I think because the thunder absolutely. In winning, yeah. There's value in winning games and they're a good basketball team, but it's like, we weren't supposed to, we're supposed to be the other I, way. I we're honestly, the other I honestly think they fully intended to do what the jazz are doing and still be like, you know what? I would still rather have a 17% chance at a top four pick. And so that is still an issue. It is not fixed in my system. It's not fixed in the current NBA. I would hope the flattened odds would be enough of a deterrent to be like, you're going to pass up the playoffs for a 20% chance at, and even then it's not like, say it's a Wibbenyama say in this hypothetical scenario, uh, the Grizzlies are going to maybe be the eight seed and be awesome in a stacked conference. And they're like the missing piece is this next fictional draft prospect even in that scenario under the current flattened odds you'd have a nine what a nine percent chance or 12 percent chance right. of being the one right. seed so we're talking about you would pass up the playoffs for for a one and nine shot or a one and eight shot that's still where i'm like i know i know the the mavericks have, have claimed they're not going to shut it down for the final three games this is still where i'm kind of like appalled where like i understand the Wimbenyama math but you have luka Doncic in his prime and Kyrie Irving, and you're like, you know what? I'd rather have a 20% chance of getting a top four pick as opposed to go to the playoffs. Like, are you yeah. mad? Like, yeah. I, like I, that, that doesn't comprehend with me. Like, I mean, maybe Wimbenyama will be NBA MVP next year, and I'll be like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, uh, drafting an all-star, which he turns out to be an all-star, okay, but, like, you're going to pass up one of Doncic's what? 12 playoff years he get like we don't get years that's another thing and maybe this is like a young man's game where i'm like as a sports fan i value specifically the nba i value the regular season a lot i watch basketball because it gives me joy i watch it for the wins the season is forever it, is. it goes from october to april that's six months I want the joy of watching my team win. Every NBA fan, you want to pay your ticket and you want to go watch the Trailblazers play live. You, when you go to a home basketball game, you want to watch your team win. So, like, I really bake into the joy of watching basketball. And so that's where I get confused about the idea of, like, Sam, Sam Hinkie's process or, like, uh, Preston the Thunder, where it's like, we're going to lose for three years. Where it's like, yeah. three years? Like, I might watch 30 more seasons of NBA basketball. Like we don't know how long we're going to live. 
Right. Uh, and I'm like, and and when it comes to a guy like Shakers Alexander, where it's like, it's obvious two years ago, this guy's incredible. He's an all NBA level player. You're going to pass up like one of his 10 years of being all NBA. You're going to give up 10% of his prime to try to increase your odds, like to not definitely get something. And like, again, they seem to be drafting. Awesome. Like we don't know. Maybe yeah, it's going to be awesome. And again, like I understand the arguments and I understand we've been incentivized to lose by the league like we're just this is the same thing where like you're gonna have me on again and talk about how much i hate the charge rules i yeah. understand you have to take charges because the rules have been written forcing you to do it but it's still wrong and it's a it's, dangerous play like exactly. it's wrong it for me it angers the sports gods it's not an okay play um i don't understand why this dangerous play is allowed and the rules incentivize it so i know we have to do charges i know we have to tank to pick up the best odds because there's no other way out for a lot of teams. Like this is just it. And, um, but I do think we could tweak some things. We could be creative. We could come up with a system where, Hey, what if when you won a game over a team better than you, maybe that's what gave you the, the better lottery odds. I mean, again, we could tweak it. Well, like, I guess another argument is like, what if, what if you're the Bobcats who won nine games? What if you're truly abysmally the worst thing ever? What if Primos Brezic is your best player? Um, I hope I got his name right. Like, yeah, like uh, what if what if Gerald Wallace is by far your best player? Like, okay, that's tough. Well, guess what? We live in a salary cap league. It's already flattened. Like, you could, if you're really terrible, guess what? You can usually sign better players. And I'm not talking about, like, going out and signing all-stars. I'm talking about now young teams, they don't even sign good players anymore. They're like, well, what like they're like, I don't know, trying to think of the right example. Like, what do we need with like Jeremy Grant? All right, you guys signed Jeremy Grant thinking he's going to be a great piece. A rebuilding team, a team that came into this year, like the Pistons. The Pistons are like, what do we need with a good player? That's literally what they thought. Because yeah. they're like, our we're going to develop young guys and lose and be bad. The fact that NBA front offices actually have thoughts and it's like, hey, what do we need with a 27-year-old good player? That blows my mind. They're not wrong. I'm not making fun of them. They're correct to be like, you know what? We can trade, we can trade Jeremy Grant and get something. So we should do that. So, like, I think bad teams could come into the year and be like, hey, Jeremy Grant would make our team better, would help us, you know, instead of winning 28 games, that could make us win 32 games. In our NBA, it's bad basically to win 32 games because you're in the middle. You don't want to be in the middle. You and again, win this is 17, where yeah, this is where my system I think exactly. works. Like, because I would, I mean, I look at, I mean, I know it's got its own flaws and I'm not a huge like Premier League fan, but like Premier League soccer, they want to finish in as high in the table as possible. There's no benefit to finishing in the, one, you get relegated. One, the higher you finish in the table, you get more money. Like initially I was like, what if they paid out, what if they paid out like TV money based on where you fit? Like maybe that would do it. But honestly, I don't know. I think my idea, it, it, it seems simple enough. Honestly, I just think ESPN can even pitch like the end of the year you'd have the take standings and you know, like this win moves you ahead of them in the lottery standings. And so like you can still play young guys. We're not yep. talking about not, you can still be like, you know what, Dame, we're going to shut you down to make sure you're fully healthy for next year or you're fully healthy in case maybe you do decide we want to trade you and bring back a haul of draft picks and young prospects. Like you can still play young guys, but like you said, and how we got here, you're going to bench your 19 year old rookie <laughs> like in a developmental moment. Because you don't want to win. Like, again, we all understand why. 
I'm just saying we can fix this. I know there we have, like, we don't be a better we way. don't there have to live to this way. way. Amen. There has to be a better way. Keith, thank you so much for for lending your expertise. There is a better way to live. There's more joy in basketball. And listen, yeah. the Blazers got three games left. They play the Spurs. They might accidentally win that game. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, like <laughs> Clippers, anybody could beat the Clippers. Warriors on the road to end the season. That could be a win too. The Warriors can lose in any gym outside of San Francisco. Any gym outside of San Francisco, they can lose. Blazers, I'm telling you right now, they might have to get creative to go 0 and 3. They might have so, to get super creative to go 0 and 3. I know you're closing out, Mike, but just like just as an example, like that Spurs Blazers game. Oh, neither no. team yeah. wants to win. People who have season tickets, they might want to go. They might want to be like, you know what? I'm going to watch Netflix tonight. I'm going to try to give away my It's in Austin. It's in Austin. So it's going to oh, be like. Oh, a, oh okay. So it's a bad example. It's like a huge crowd. And it's going to okay. be two teams, two teams really actively. So trained. that, well, that's also terrible. So exactly. my own ignorance, not knowing about the Austin game, you're demonstrating your product to these people in Austin coming to watch. And you get this, I mean, I'm, I'm going to call it garbage. You're going to get garbage. Um, and it's like, maybe Malachi Branham will score 55 and they'll have a story. But like just end of the year stuff. If when the yeah. Grizzlies were tanking, when like, Hey, if it's a bad, bad trailblazer team against a bad Grizzlies team, you can't even give your tickets away. Exactly. If they if they incorporated this, every season ticket holders' tickets would like retain more value. You could go on StubHub or SeatGeek or whoever sponsors the show, and like you could um you could resell your tickets at the end of the year because there every game would have value. Uh, every game, game would have value. Game.co. It's actually GameTime.co for uh, for my sponsors. Okay, there you that, go. That's where there you buy go. last second. That's the only place to buy last second tickets. Exactly. GameTime.co. Bleep, bleep out those words I said. Uh, that's professional podcasting. You knew that we might, you knew that we might have yeah, accepted gotta be money somebody. From someone. Yeah, somebody's yeah. given us money for it. Yeah, no, listen. Uh, the last, the last game of the Blazers season is is Sunday afternoon, Easter Sunday afternoon against the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Unsellable ticket. Unsellable yeah. ticket. And it's the Warriors. Like you know, it's just going to be Steph fans, and but Steph's not going to play. Be although packed. it's going to be packed mainly with Steph will play fans. probably because the Warriors might need to win. Um, exactly, it's going to be packed with Warriors fans. It's fan appreciation night, and it's going to be half oh. Golden State fans. It's a yeah. nightmare. It's a nightmare. Yeah. And if you and if a win guaranteed you a better chance at the prize of Victor Wembanyama, fixed yeah. Sunday's fixed. It's a you could sell your ticket. You can go to the game. It's a fun thing to take your kid to. It's it it's fixed. Keith, a genius, yeah. a genius among us. I appreciate the uh, the insight. Dear listeners, go check out Keith's podcast. My man is an OG in the podcast game, an OG in the podcast game. Listen to Fast Break Breakfast. Listen to Grits and Grinds, part of Grind City Media over there in-house with the Grizzlies. Keith, I appreciate you taking the time. It was, it was an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Thanks again to Keith for joining the program. Listeners, come back and listen to the to the rest of the week. We got... Spurs game. We'll talk about that. And I got a couple more solutions to how to fix the tanking academic t- tanking epidemic. Rather, we're um, we're getting we're getting creative. We're getting real solutions. Tell your friends about the podcast. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon. Oh.